So the kids are distracted. This music is terrible that we're listening to. Yeah, that's why I'm turning it off. It's like pop puke. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Well, Apple tries to recognize um, music you like and it suggests. So, Apple, try so again. I've been really listening to the Carly Rae Jepsen album. Are you serious right now? Well, you told me. I mean, I told you. I didn't. I feel like I. I feel like we need to go to counseling for this. Um. This is a serious issue. It's not that serious. It's super serious. I'm it's a little bit serious. appalled. It's like every 10 years I'll get into a pop thing. I think I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. So there was like, there was like 1999, 2000, I was really into Christina Aguilera and uh, what was the, uh, oh, Stacey Arico. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> she was like, uh, she was like the Christian's answer to Britney Spears. She was like wholesome. But how, like, how is there even a Christian response to Britney Spears? That's not even like a conversation. I don't know. But, oh. um, Jeez. So I liked Christina Aguilera, but then when I felt like I wanted to, wanted to be wholesome, I listened to Stacey Arico. And then like 2000... Um, this, this is making me really uncomfortable. <laughs> 2000. Fast forward to 2007... Even our dog is like um, a little bit shocked by you. Look at her face. She's like, I can't even look at you. I know. <laughs> Fast forward 2007, uh, you know, I couldn't lie. I would uh, spin the Toxic by Britney Spears every once in a That's while. That's like a dance track. I'll, I'll give you that. When you're out in the club. Okay, yeah. this is like the fifth helicopter to fly over our house. That's not a helicopter, it's an airplane. I think that's the UPS jet. Oh my gosh. Like, all morning, it's yeah. been like military helicopters and airplanes and jets, like, okay. nonstop. I'm still going on my timeline. Oh, I'm sorry. Now it's 2017. What? Riley said a hot tub. You guys Helicopter. made a hot tub? Okay, go be distracted with bubbles again. They made, a, they made a hot tub out of bubbles. Yeah, let me help you with that, Luke. Hot tub out of bubbles. There you go. Perfect. Good job. Good job. Anyway, 2017, Carly Rae Jepsen's my, my jam. No, Riley. No, Riley. Oh. Uh, oh, there goes the bubbles. Big jug of bubbles. <laughs> Uh-oh. A bubble. We're putting the bubbles where they can't be reached. Anyway. Of course, now that we start doing something, the bubbles spill and the kids are nuts. Mm-hmm. It's like clockwork. I want to turn the water. No, do not turn on the water. We're just looking at each other because this is literally like... They were so entertained about a minute ago. With bubbles and each other, now they want to hang on us. So, it's all good. Child to parent harassment. I'm sorry, those aren't words. Can this be no. no, go find something to do. You have a pool, a slide, a swing, a trampoline, another swing, and two bikes. I think you can find something to do. And if you're lucky, Luke, when you get big enough, you can wear the shirt I'm wearing. Oh, dear God. Now go play with Riley. Hurry. No, no. Luke. a five-year-old talking to me right now it sounds more like a three-year-old because that's mm -hmm. how three-year-olds talk no it's not 
Oh. Well, I don't know. I, I, I had a five-year-old, but I don't know what happened to him. Because I don't hear a five-year-old. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. No, I said no. We'll find something to do. This is probably a time of life that everyone says, oh, you'll look back on this and you'll miss it. No, I really won't miss this. I'm sorry. I think they mean like, like, I don't think they mean like all the stress, but. Well, everything's bittersweet when you look back on it, but this, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's hard to appreciate. Um, Parenting? When you're in the eye of the storm or something? <laughs> I guess we have different views on this. Well, we could talk about them. I mean, that's what we're doing, right? We're talking? Sure. Okay. Anyway, finish your train of thought about pop music, though. Oh, I'm done. I'm kind of curious. I'm done. You're done? I'm done. I don't even know what got us into pop music. Oh, well, we were listening to, to terrible music. Oh, yeah, Apple thought I would like something pretty bad, but I only like one pop album right now, and it's that. And it, it, even that, I'm, I have a hard time listening to it, like, every day. Yeah. Like, maybe once a week or something. Oh, another airplane. Um. <laughs> we might need to do this later. Hey, Luke, take that away. Take it in the grass. It's like he has PMS, but he's a five-year-old boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not really big into like pop music per se. I mean, there's some, I guess, good pop out there. Um, off the top of my head, I cannot think about any of it right now because I don't know. I'm trying to think of like pop music that I actually really like, but... I feel like there's so many different categories of music now that like it's it's like it's hard to even just classify anything as just straight pop because you have like indie and you have rock and alternative and like alt pop and all this other stuff. So I don't know. I, I like indie a lot, but even that is like becoming one of those things where what does that even what does it even mean? Um when I went to Portland State and I was 18, I used to listen to Cursive a lot and um, Bright Eyes, <laughs> things like that. And it was like the whole emo indie movement happening, couch hopping and all that, hoodies and, and Chuck Taylors. <laughs> but it's changed even since then, so I don't even know how to classify indie music anymore. This is Our kids are like... Maybe they need to watch a movie or something. This is... They're, like, out of control. I don't... They're just being kids. I don't know. They're just being kind of, like, whiny little <clears throat> bitches right now. Excuse the French, but I'm being honest. They're fine. They're being kids. Our little Juliet, though, she's she's super content right now. That's nice. Yeah. Um, Lorenzo's more of an optimist than I am, and that's good because we balance each other out. Yeah. I think I'm a realist. But maybe on the pessimistic side. Cynic cynicism. Yeah, I cynic. guess I am more of a cynic, probably. Um. What are we thinking about? I was talking about music. I was talking about how. Oh, you! I know pop. You like. No, no. no what? 
Michael Jackson. Oh, is that considered pop? Yeah, I guess. of course it's pop. Yeah, okay. The Beatles. That's not pop. That's, that's just classic. That's pop. Well, it was pop, pop in its day, but I don't think you can call it pop now. They're pop. All right. No, I was talking about indie rock and how, like, when I was 18, it was like there was a clear, defined, like, indie genre, but now it's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like... Indie music is not indie anymore. Indie, indie, like, indie, independent, it's not independent anymore. They're... Indie is mainstream now. Do you remember, like, Saddle Creek? Like, when that was, like, everyone's like, oh, I listen yeah. to, like, Saddle Creek label music. Like, you probably don't even know what that is. Well, for me, it was Tooth & Nail. Tooth & Nail was my label. I would go to their website and... Like, check out the bands that were on their website, and I would listen to those bands. I remember one time in Portland, it was kind of cool. Um, so there's this, there was this indie band. They're called Kind of Like Spitting. It's a weird name. It's super indie, super, like, early. Sounds awful. They're actually pretty good. It sounds terrible. Well, it might sound kind of like spitting. Um, but I got invited to go to this show. I didn't know who it was. And my friend, we, like, went to this. It was kind of sketchy. It was like a warehouse, and it was like abandoned, and then we went up this elevator, and it was like three stories up, and I was like, okay, are you going to murder me? Um, but actually, it was this like private show, and it was really cool. It was like candlelight, acoustic, um, and it was this band, and they were playing in this like warehouse, and it was like a secret hmm. show, and it was really neat. They had to make the, uh, the environment inviting because their music was probably just trash. You're just jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then I met I met this girl from this band. My friend Willie and my friend Ryan in Portland, they had a band. Um that was like yeah, they were pretty good. They were just local, but they opened for some bigger bands that would come through and they opened for um this one band. And I can't even think of their name right now, Bleeding Through. I forget what type of music they are. I hate They're them. like <clears throat> goth rock or something no, they're, i don't even know they're hardcore okay well whatever they are hardcore vegan straight edge yeah maybe i don't know well i met her at an after party and she was so rude like i just remember thinking like she was like a like you know those indie music snobs that are like so into music that they're like uppity about it and it's like it's not for you to enjoy because you're not worthy kind of thing like all of portland i don't know no, she was just straight up rude. And I met her at a party, and I didn't know who she was, and I didn't, I didn't know the band, really, because I wasn't really into that kind of music at the time. And then I went to go see AFI here in Albuquerque, and they were opening for AFI, and I was like, wait a minute, I met that girl one time. She was not nice. <laughs> and then I was, like, bummed out at myself because I bought a ticket, and I was like, she's probably getting some of the revenue from this, like, money that I paid for this ticket, and that makes me angry. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It was just interesting. It's interesting how that stuff happens sometimes. Oh. I don't know. I love music. I love most music. I love all music. It's just some types I, I've tried to like and I just don't. <clears throat> like country. I just can't. So you don't like all music? I try though. Like I go into it with an open mind. Like I, I like classic country. Like Loretta Lynn and Johnny Cash and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But not you know I couldn't even name like a country music artist right now because I don't know any I don't think I can oh Jason Aldean I think is one um Toby Keith oh that sounds familiar I guess but, uh, uh 
Um, hmm. Yeah, see? It's hard because I'm not into that at all. Did I say Jason Aldean already? <laughs> yeah, that was like two seconds ago. <laughs> You're like, Jason Aldean, Toby Keith. Did I say Jason Aldean? <laughs> yep. Um, sure did. Garth Brooks. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Garth Brooks. I don't, oh. Brooks and Dunn. My parents used to make us listen to Garth Brooks in our Aerostar van when we'd go on road trips. And I remember thinking like, somebody kill me. I hate this. And then I put in my headphones, but then they'd turn it up and I'd just be like, I can't do this anymore, you guys. This is terrible. It was like straight torture for hours. Oh, speaking of Oregon, Ugh. like, because your parents are from Oregon. Yeah. It seems a little bit weird that people from Oregon would listen to country, but then, but then I thought maybe it's not that weird. There's a bunch of, um, so I pulled up this map. On Riley, don't poke the dog the with a stick. He's good, sweetheart. He's good. Um, I pulled up this map on uh, the internet, mm -hmm. and it's a map of all these hate groups. Mm. And New Mexico only has two hate groups only. <laughs> and what are they? That's too too many. They're they're yeah. just um one's in like Las Cruces and one's in those like grass. helicopter. What's their shtick? What do they hate? So um, <clears throat> they're they're just they're just hate speech. Like they're they're. They're like racist and yeah, they're they're Christian groups, probably churches that like just speak hate. Um, but they have all these different hate, hate groups all over the country. Oregon has a bunch. You know what's and um, in Oregon, there's going to be a big rally. While we're there, actually, which is kind yeah. of freaking to me because we're staying. And then there's going to be a counter rally like the day after. You so know, I would. If it was a different day and age, honestly, I would love to go observe that. Like, I would love to go take pictures. You don't pictures. want to get caught in the crossfire, though. No, I don't. Um, no, I've been to I've been to protests in Portland. Um, I went to an anti-war protest when I was 18 to protest the GW administration and the war in Iraq. Um, and we got tear gas sprayed at us, and I was just barely past the line of fire I guess um so I didn't get any but it was like right in front of me and it was terrifying um and I watched <laughs> I watched civilians crowd a bus so that it couldn't move and try to like push it over and that was really crazy I don't understand I, I'm all for peaceful protesting um I'm all for demonstrating things and making a point but when that point is overshadowed by violence it completely mutes your message so I'm not for that. Um, we're the meanest. See, free speech. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, it's scary. And, and it's interesting because like, I would love to go observe that. But I think at this, like, this time in our country, when you go to something like that, you are choosing to be a participant. I don't really think you can choose to just observe because mm -hmm. there's so much anger and there's a temperature of just violence I think happening and I'm not saying it hasn't been there all along but I think it's just sort of erupting lately into like a really unhealthy demonstration and yeah that's going to be happening while we're there I did notice that and they had actually I think the mayor had sent something out saying that he wanted to try to revoke the permit for that because he's concerned um hmm. I guess if he was concerned for safety yes yeah. but if he if I mean the thing the whole thing about free speech like these people, like no matter what their, whatever, no matter what their like views, if I disagree with it, 
if they're if they're speaking hate, whatever, like you have to be open to that free speech. Like it, ha- it has to be exposed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think he was trying to revoke the permit for safety issues because of what happened on the the Portland on the Max mm-hmm. with the stabbing. I think that that's why he mm-hmm. that was the reason he thought it probably wouldn't be a good mm-hmm. thing to perpetuate. It's that just kind right of crazy now. to me, like that Portland. Hey, Mister, go inside with uh, Riley, please. He's playing with the workshop. Go play with the workshop. Not a real workshop. Yeah. A toy one. Um, we just gave our kids power tools and, and said, drills go play. And, <laughs> Here's a saw, kid. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Go um, saw off your arm. Again, but it's just it's it's weird to me that Oregon has all these like hate groups that are like pretty well known. Like I don't know on the map. I'll have to, I'll have to pull it up and I'll. I'll have the link, but um, it's like neo-Nazis and white nationalists, mm-hmm. and it's like, I, I feel like it's a backlash to like the, the super liberal yeah. metro area. That's true. The majority of Portland, like the city, the metro area itself is really liberal, but um, the surrounding areas are not. Um, no, it's in Portland. These are happening in Portland. Hmm. We're pulling up the map right now so we can look at it, but... Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, I don't know. Portland is a very strange melting pot of a place. Like, we know we know about all of the, you know, the liberal stuff. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, and in Vancouver, there is uh, White Knights of the Ku Klux Klan oh, in lovely. Vancouver. There's, uh, oh, there's a Black Riders Liberation Party. When I was uh, living there in college... They were having some issues with um, with Black Panther stuff, um, or people that claim to be Black Panther movement guys. There was a bunch of people that were, um, I'm trying to use kid friendly words, assaulted, <laughs> and um, and left pretty beat up. Um, and that was in the news <laughs> a lot. I remember that. There's a place in Clackamas, Oregon, called the National Prayer Network. It's called Clackamas. That's what I said. You said Calacamus. Calacamus. The Willamette and the Calacamus. Whatever. <laughs> can you can you pronounce or even spell Albuquerque? A L B U Q U E R. But you've been here for most of your life. <laughs> Albuquerque. Um. Israelite School of Universal Practical Knowledge. That so is a weird name. They're they're both black separatists. I don't know what that means. And then there's a. a Soleil Moon Recordings, they produce hate music. Soleil, Soleil, Soleil. It's like, it's like sun in, in French. Soleil Moon, Soleil Moon. Mm-hmm. Hate music? What the heck is hate music? Like, what does that even mean? They just make music that is hateful. Is it all just like metal? Um, I guess so. I hate metal. But the website is splcenter.org, and it's called The Hate Map. splcenter.org, and it's called The Hate Map. That's so depressing, but I guess it's necessary. And then there's the American Front, which is a racist skinhead that's in... There's uh, a lot of skinheads um, yeah. and gutter punk neo-Nazis in Portland. That I do know. There's the Rents Radio Network in Ashland. Ashland is... Ashland. <laughs> but then look at Seattle. There's a bunch in Seattle, too. Well, of course. Seattle's... We have... Um, the American Vanguard in Bremerton, from where my where my boys MXPX are from. Your boys? I actually had a dream about them last night, which is really funny. And I'll tell yeah. you about it later. There's the Faith Freedom, which is anti-Muslim. 
in, in Bellevue. Act for America, which is anti-Muslim. That's in Washington. That is really sad. It's really sad that we have to map out hate in our country. But not surprising. It's mostly like on the east. Well, there's a bunch in the northeast, but a lot in the south. Like, of course. Uh, that's just, it's anyway. sad, though. It's sad that we have to actually map out hate groups. Like, that's where we're at, America? I don't know. That makes me really sad. We don't have to map them out. It just it shows us on a map like where all these But that's groups. what I'm saying. We can actually map out hate. Like, that bothers me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we should be ignorant to it. We shouldn't. But, wow. You know, it's just like... <laughs> like, you... I sometimes don't think that you're aware, even, of what's around you or, like the tone of what's around you until you actually look at a map like that and you realize like the majority of what people dislike in a certain region that's it's sad mm-hmm. um. well i don't know if the united states is any different than other countries but yeah there is a lot of there's a lot of polarization mm-hmm. i listen to a podcast called depolarize mm-hmm. with dan coke and that's what the whole podcast is about is you know just kind of having a discussion between these polar issues and there's a lot of just issues that depolarize us like and 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 these aren't these aren't small issues for us Mm-mm. they're they're tied to our religion mm-hmm. they're tied like they're deeply held be- beliefs like podcasts are awesome because i learned so much yeah there's the amygdala of our brain yes. it's like the most primitive part of our brain that's where like Ag- aggression happens and these things and I read I read a book called uh, How We Decide mm-hmm. I can't remember the guy's name but you gave it to me yeah. it was one of the most awesome books I ever read because it talks about your brain but anyway like, like these book. these things are deeply held our political um, ideologies our religious beliefs and they're just they're tied together and when you have a disagreement there's no discussion there's just like F you peace no yeah. peace, actually, but just F just you. F you. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's, there's uh, abortion. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not, there's, I feel like there can't be a discussion. There's no discussion, right? Think about, like, talking to, like, our parents or, like, somebody at our church about well, we abortion. Have deeply ingrained black and white views on abortion that have been mm-hmm. held by so, individuals since, like, the 60s. There's abortion. Forward. And think about, like, gay marriage. Like, these are issues that just, there's no, dis- there's no discussing. It's just, like... If I disagree with you, you're, you're like, you're like, um, I hate you. Peace, no peace. And then uh, before you know it, they form all these stupid groups, and then they post fake news on fa- on Facebook. So yeah, don't say stupid. Okay, That's sorry, nice Luke. Thank like, you, Luke, for reminding us. Like, um, like if you want to know what not to believe, go on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a thing called Occupied Democrats. Have you seen I've that? Heard of it. All that stuff is just garbage, baloney. They, 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 it's not reliable. And on the other side, I have I have friends from both ends. On the other side, there's like, um, um, what's the other ones like? There's one that makes fun of Occupy Democrats, and then there's you know Breitbart, um, Infowars, all this like crazy just garbage, right? Um, and what ends up happening is like these people have these views they take they take their information it tickles their it tickles their um what do they call that their uh bias uh what is it called something bias i can't remember the word 
Um, but basically, oh, confirmation bias. So, so if you read a news story and it's like, if you if you read a news story and it's like, Obama's wearing a Muslim ring, and you happen to hate Obama, you're like, yeah, Obama's wearing a Muslim ring, and yeah, I hate him even more, like, or whatever. But on the same t- side, like, there's Trump, right? And there's not a whole lot of good things about Trump. I'm gonna. Say. And that's my that's my bias coming out a little bit. But that's not the conversation but, we're having today, though. But anyway, that's a whole different episode. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, the confirmation bias is tickled. Like you just keep consuming just news that makes you feel tingly. Like it just gets your gets your amygdala fired up. Um, you're not gonna have a discussion on abortion. You're not gonna have a discussion on guns. You're not gonna have a discussion on on um, on gay rights or gay marriage or anything like that, you're just gonna you're just gonna believe what you believe, and then if somebody poses you, you're just gonna be pissed off, and that's it. There's this, and then and then you form a hate group, and then you and then you you act out violently after that. There's this story, um, and it's about two wolves, and I'm gonna read it to you because it reminds me of that actually. Um, I have to find it though. Two wolves. Yeah. Why are you thinking about that? Oh, we'll see. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna read it to you. It's a good one. Okay. Um, It's a Cherokee story. It's an old Cherokee story. Oh, I think I've heard this before. So a Cherokee um, elder is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It's a terrible fight, and it's between two wolves. One is evil. He's angry. He's full of envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, compassion, truth, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person too. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked the grandfather, but but which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee elder simply replied, the one that you feed. And that reminds me of a lot of what you're talking about because people can keep feeding this hate Mm -hmm. or they can keep feeding, you know, compassion or they can mm-hmm. feed understanding or they can feed truth and um really inside you like whatever you choose to feed is what you're gonna side with most <laughs> of the time no. so i don't know i just really like that story it's, it's a good reminder it's a parable yeah it really is i love it yeah so it's good to teach in parables because i think it i think a parable might and that's really interesting like as far as like the way your brain works i think a par a parable might um, kind of dampen your amygdala a little bit so you can be open to the thoughts. Well, if you think about that too, like the way your brain works, mm-hmm. they're parables, more receptive. Well, they're more receptive, but they also draw on different parts of your brain. It's not just your neocortex. No, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm saying like, you're you're more receptive to the information coming up a parable versus like if somebody comes with you with facts, mm-hmm. you're going to be less likely to listen to those facts and more likely to listen to a story because we like stories. We like hearing a story and. You, and it might make you think a little bit, you know, allow you to be receptive to a story, mm-hmm. which might be why Jesus taught in parables instead of just saying, hey, guys, here's the deal. Let me just give you a list of facts. All right, cool. I'm out. Well, think about how antagonistic the Pharisees were. And they they basically threw the book at people. Yeah. Like, there and, was no and, parables. They just threw Je- the book at people. And Jesus, like, he, he answered, like, he answered their questions with a story. Yeah. Or he answered their question with, like, other questions. Yeah. Like he didn't get, he didn't go around the question. He still answered their question, but he, like, here's one thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to understand um, 
the time period of Jesus mm-hmm. and like the turbulent times that they had and, and talk, talk about like picking sides and picking sides and like what we're going through now with Republicans and Democrats and, and Christians and Muslims and all this other weird stuff, like how people are picking sides. Think about back then. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on. We have 26 minutes. Okay. You don't need to be cranky with me. I'm not cranky. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he had to be sensitive on those things and he knew that. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I guess what I was going to say earlier regarding that. Oh, careful, Juliet, don't eat the chair. Um, was that when you tell stories versus when you're talking about the fight or flight impulse of your brain, when you have these deep-seated ideas and they're just in there and it's you're not going to have a, a discussion or a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um what happens is your it's called your neocortex, and that's a part of your brain that is um, synonymous, I believe, I was reading about this the other day, um, it's synonymous with metaphor and creativity and things like that. And um, the reason I was reading about this is because I'm in, my personality my personality type is an ENFP, and so I was reading about that because I'm trying to figure out like why I am the way I am. You can read minds. I can read minds. Um, you can read minds. <laughs> Um, no, but anyway, so they, they were talking about, there was a psychological study done on ENFPs and it was showing how people that are ENFP personalities draw information differently than other personality types. And they draw from their neocortex, which is the more imaginative possibility, creative side. So I think if you're teaching in parables and you're talking in parables, you're also psychologically forcing people's brains to come out of that fight or flight mode, like you were talking about. And they're processing the information differently. And like you said, it might be less threatening and it might be more well-received. Because they're thinking about a storyline and they're viewing it from a perspective of looking into a story rather than you versus this other person in this battle of facts for for a solid opinion. Yeah. So it's interesting because Jesus may have just used psychology and nobody even knew it. Yeah, well, he did. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of cool. For sure. Well... Um, <clears throat> I would also, oh, just to add this, because I think personality types are fascinating. If you want to find out what personality type you are, you can go to the Myers-Briggs uh, assessment. It's, a, it's online. It's free. It's lengthy, but you can take it, and it will show you what type of personality you are. Um, are there links for acupuncture and essential oils on that website? No. It's an actual standardized test for personality types. It's legit? It is legit. Okay. Um, there's several, but um, I've taken it like I've taken it at different points in my life just to see if anything's changed, and I've gotten the same personality type every single time. Um, but it's interesting to kind of see like what your personality type is because it helps you process information. Um, it kind of talks about how and why you process things a certain way, the types of things that stimulate you or that bore you, um, the types of things that drive you, and what careers like you'd be good at, what career paths. Hmm. And it, it's cool. It's really cool. It's some good insight once you know what personality type you are. That kind of sucked, though, if you, like, took the test and, like, you're, like, 10 years into your career of, like, you know, whatever. And it's, like, telling you you shouldn't be in that career. Well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of different choices. But also, I think if you're really doing something that drives you, you're going to be within that within that parameter anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the same personality type as Robin Williams and... Um, Humor drives me a lot, which is funny. And music. <laughs> Go figure. Hmm, me too. So, yeah. I would like to know what personality type you are, actually. You should take it. Maybe I will. You should. All right. So, yeah. 
little tidbit well, for your day. Riley's uh, diaper's super huge, so. Oh, gross. Reminds me of that episode of um, Family Guy where Stewie um, was abandoned by his parents. I don't. And he was, he was dragging a diaper, like, around. And there were, like, deer living in his house and, like, garbage everywhere. And, but that's what Riley's diaper looks like right now. It's, like, huge. Awesome. I'm sure everybody wanted to know all about that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm being a parent, and I'm understanding that his... It's time uh, for a diaper yeah. change. Well, I'm going to drink my coffee, and um, we're going to sign off. Sayonara, suckers. All right. Peace, no peace. Just kidding, F you. Just kidding. That's not nice. Okay, peace. Peace. <laughs> no peace. Grace and peace. Okay.